My name is Marcy Lundy. Today is Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. And this is the Cult of Kindness podcast. I hope that you've been having a nice week. Uh, uh, as the world turns, uh, there's always a couple of challenging things going on in our world. But this is why this podcast exists, so that we can be the change that we wish to see through kindness. So if this is your first week listening, welcome. What the Cult of Kindness podcast is about is uh, helping others get to their level of kindness or a level of kindness you know we're all on different journeys here and that's okay Uh, that's not shunned it's appreciated and it's realized uh, kindness is the base of all things whether you don't feel you've ever truly experienced it or whether you feel you've always felt it and you love to share it Cult of Kindness is a masterclass to help ensure that we all continue our path. And through the Cult of Kindness podcast, I like to do a book of the month club, which offers us various tools for life uh, so that we can all continue on in this journey, putting our best foot forward, which also includes self-care. Uh, The bottom line is kindness and positivity and pay it forward in love. This month, we happen to be reading The Rabbit Effect, which is by Dr. Kelly Harding. And this week, uh, we're going to touch on uh, something that I found very interesting and agree and relate with wholeheartedly first I don't know if you've heard the word or not if you're reading the book you are familiar methylation the word is methylation and the definition DNA methylation regulates gene expression by recruiting proteins involved in gene repression or by inhibiting the binding of transcription factors to DNA. During development, the pattern of DNA methylation in the genome changes as a result of a dynamic process involving both de novo DNA methylation and demethylation. I want you to remember this next part. Methylation can be passed on in the womb, bracing the infant for the world. Another definition I want to read to you. Epigenetics. Epigenetics is the study of heritable changes in gene expression active versus inactive genes. 
that do not involve changes to the underlying DNA sequence. A change in phenotype without a change in genotype, which in turn affects how cells read the genes. Now, could environment and life experiences alone really alter genes? Again, could environment and life experiences alone really affect and alter genes? What do you think? Well, I for one definitely think so. You know, prior to reading The Rabbit Effect and just being a student of the world, you see that in individuals all the time. You see the difference in what's a positive upbringing and an ongoing positive environment is able to offer someone. And you also see what a negative environment and unfortunate circumstances from the jump offer someone. And not only offer them uh, how they go on into the world, what kind of individual they are. You know, even before you go and have coffee with an individual and they tell you their story. Now, you know, none of us are Nostradamus, but uh, intuition is a beautiful thing. And sometimes what you pick up from others is spot on and it's unfortunate in one regard in other ways it's very fortunate and rewarding in chapter 2 of the rabbit effect she talks about a couple who had twins now they were boy girl twins And unfortunately, the boy, Jamie, was stillborn. The mother and father, of course, were emotional. And the father cried and he wrapped the baby, the lifeless body of the baby, in his shirt. And both the mother and father nuzzled him and cried. A completely natural reaction. Now the next part is what's beautiful and powerful. Without explanation, the little boy began to grip the father's hand. And the doctors have no explanation how he began breathing other than feeling and being fueled by the emotions and love from his mother and father. 
and take that in. The doctors have no explanation how the sweet little boy, Jamie, began breathing on his own other than feeling and being fueled by the emotions and love from his mother and father. And I want to read you a quote from Mother Teresa. If you want to change the world, go home and love your family. If there's ever anything that I believe in, it is the statement that it all starts at home. Be it positive or negative, the foundation, our beginnings define everything. Everything. How can a mother's love change a child's destiny an emotion that we cannot see so to speak or touch so to speak but can feel without a shadow of a doubt can indeed change a child's destiny. That's so special. And that's why the domino effect of kindness is so, so valuable. I know that there are some instances where a pregnancy was not necessarily in the game plan, but I think regardless of if it was or was not in the game plan, if in the process of experiencing the pregnancy, the woman is kind and loving with herself and with that sweet life that's growing inside of her and overall that baby although not out in the world yet is still feeding off of that energy I mean how beautiful as I read earlier Methylation can be passed on in the womb, raising the infant for the world, be it goodness or horror, beauty or fear. The baby can feel that. And I think of that as what a responsibility. 
what a responsibility. That is an instance where it is literally on you. How this individual will be in the world. Nothing that anyone should take lightly. And such a beautiful gift. A beautiful gift. Now, as I read earlier, could environments plus life experiences alone really alter genes? Well, the answer is yes. Behavior is shaped by experience. Experiences such as love, caring, concern. Behavior is shaped by that. And like I said, the most beautiful thing about all of this is that is being developed and formed before the individual makes their grand entrance into the world. I love that. A funny little story. I was born in the late 70s, which I'm very proud of being a child of the 70s. And my parents... Uh, did not opt to find out what the sex of the child was. And let me be honest here. In the late 70s, I'm not completely sure that option was available yet. I don't see why it wouldn't be, though. Uh, And so um, my parents already had a daughter, my sister, who was 11 years older. And my mother was really hoping for a little boy. (laughs) And so, uh, when I was born, surprise, not a boy. (laughs) Now, my mom is a very loving person. And, you know, she's so disciplined with both children. She literally only gained the weight uh, that you're expected to gain during a pregnancy. So, she literally only gained, like, 20 pounds. (laughs) So good honor that's awesome especially for two daughters and so when I was born and you know she finds out it's a girl although happy her baby was healthy she also had a bit of sadness because it was not a boy and she jokes that uh, it took 11 years for you to come along so they probably weren't gonna wait another 11 years and try and have a son (laughs) you know Uh, So, although happy to have a healthy baby, she had a bit of sadness because there was no son for her and my dad. So, she said that she momentarily looked out the window and, you know, I was crying because I was like, where's my mom's love where she's not paying me attention? Funny thing just moments old I could already pick up that she was distracted 
I love when she tells this story. She says, you cried and, you know, I would put my finger over for you to touch. You'd instantly stop crying. And then when you stopped crying, you know, I'd, I'd, uh, go back to looking out the window, maybe remove my finger and you go back to crying. And she jokingly says, this little girl is spoiled. And I say to her, now, it was because I could feel that you're like, oh, I wanted a little boy. But I was like, here I am. I'm ready to be loved. (laughs) I'm not a little boy, but I'm awesome. (laughs) And she laughs. And um, my mother and I are thick as thieves these days. And it's so funny when I was a little girl, uh, my mom and my sister were very close, which I didn't really care about because I was a daddy's girl. And then uh, as I just began to go through puberty, a transition happened where I became closer to my mother, which I think may only be natural. And um, then I, yeah, I became extremely close with my mother. And now, current day, I'm extremely close to both of them. But I say all of this to say that in that initial moment when I was first born, I was just moments old, but I could feel my mother's sense of sadness and distraction. And so why wouldn't a sweet baby before being born be able to pick up the feelings of happiness, kindness, nurturing, love that the mom is presenting which is so beautiful and this is why it's such a big responsibility for all of us to be kind and to make it a lifestyle because it really is a contagious addictive behavior in a good way one of the things that I really got a kick out of is hearing about these rats <laughs> rats that have let's divide them in two categories as they did you have the high lickers which basically means they're very affectionate rats and you have the low lickers which means they're not as loving as they could be so there was a study that was done and the high liquor rats that were high liquors to their pups they noticed that those pups they were relaxed they were docile they were loving they were calm and the low liquor rats well guess what their pups were anxious hard to handle (laughs) I mean Love is universal. Kindness is universal. There's there's no arguments there at all. A point that she poses that I just, I think it's so beautifully put. How does nurture affect our nature? I'll say it louder for the people in the back. 
How does nurture affect our nature? Greatly. Greatly. And we're all human. You know, not every day is going to be sunshine, lollipops, and kittens. But as we learned in the Stoic Challenge, it's how you choose to deal with all of that. You really just have to take a beat, a deep breath, just exhale, and look at the bright side. Look at the bright side. And you're all the better for it. Your children are all the better for it. The world is all the better for it. Even even for those of us that are plant parents. Now I'm a plant parent. You could say I'm going into what some may call the crazy uh, plant lady zone, but whatever. (laughs) But yes, if you nurture your plants and that simply means you pay attention to them you read up on them you study what they do and don't need that all matters you cannot you cannot be loving and kind over here and pardon my french not give a shit over here it all needs to matter granted personally some things may not matter to some as much as they do to others. But first and foremost, treat it, whatever it may be, as an equal. If you start there, we are all in wonderful shape. The question was also posed, if genetics are fixed, why can love change personality? How could an environmental trauma rewrite a genetic script? Well, our DNA is more flexible than any of us all would have ever thought so yes our genetic script is one way but love kindness nurturing souls that are able to offer that to others human or otherwise it matters it is felt not seen but it is felt and it is powerful and it makes all the difference exposure to love and neglect can embed itself on a microscopic level again exposure to love and neglect can embed itself on a microscopic level. I 
I think that all of us have seen at least one instance of it negatively embedding itself on a microscopic level. We want to be the love. We want to be the exposure that someone has to love. And we want to be a part of that change. Microscopic level, uh, grandiose level, we want to be a part of it. Environmental exposure can flip feelings on and off. I think just simply being in the world, we can all understand and agree with that. Environmental exposure can flip feelings on and off. This is why in our last podcast episode, I said that those of us who have been gifted with love and kindness are doing a disservice to others if we don't pay it forward with love and kindness. It is to be shared, not to hold on to in a selfish fashion. We consider ourselves lucky and we pay it forward. British psychologist John Bowlby stated, all of us, from cradle to grave, are happiest when life is organized as a series of excursions, long or short. From the secure base provided by our attachment figures. Yeah, absolutely. We're happiest when life is organized as a series of excursions, long or short, from the secure base provided by our attachment figures. And know this, even if you were not born into the world with what you would consider a sufficient amount of love and kindness, it does not mean there's no hope for you. If you're listening to this, there is hope for you. And we need you. We need that love and that kindness. We sincerely do. I love you all. And I look forward to talking with you next week.